Welcome back to Locked On NFL Draft. And this is one day during the NFL season that changes a lot of plans when it comes to the NFL Draft. We're going to talk about what didn't happen with Deshaun Watson, what might happen in the future, who got moved around that affects what the priorities will be for their rosters, as well as some players that have a second chance now and maybe some that deserve it. Welcome to Locked On NFL Draft. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Locked On NFL Draft. I'm your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And as always, I'm joined by my guy, Ryan Tracy. And both of us, we want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Ryan, how are you doing? Uh, I am pretty excited. I always like it when teams get a chance to shake themselves up. And this day uh, is one that a lot of teams kind of like dread and a lot of teams look forward to because it can shift your momentum mid-season. Kind of a fun time, right? Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure a lot of the Miami Dolphins fans were looking forward to seeing what was going to happen with, you know, possibly acquiring Deshaun Watson. It seems like maybe his legal issues aren't just, you know, ironed out yet. So the Dolphins did not make the move. But you mentioned something about maybe the the owner kind of talking to Deshaun Watson or having some sort of conversation with him. Yep, as I understand it, he got permission to actually speak to Deshaun Watson last night, but not enough time to put a deal together. So it leaves you with this conundrum, right? Like they say, Tua's our guy, we're good. But yet the owner's inquiring about Deshaun, right? And I don't think this deal's going to get done until probably just before the draft, to tell you the truth, because you're talking about uh, an organization in the Texans that needs to get rid of him and, quite frankly, needs to solidify their draft plan. They're going to be doing all kinds of workups on all of these quarterbacks because that's what they're looking to do is move on to their next franchise QB. Nothing against the guys that they have, but you got to do it, right? But it's going to take that long, and I think that's going to play into what this class has to offer at the quarterback spot. Is also going to play into what they demand for the compensation. And he has said, it's Miami or no one. So you got to circle back to it. So this is also going to have a huge impact on the draft plans for the Miami Dolphins as well. Now, I, I think also it kind of says a lot to how people kind of view the quarterback position and kind of transitioning into the NFL from the collegiate level and to a guy who was coming off of an injury, a, a really big time injury with that, the hip and everything and still being drafted in the top five over Justin Herbert, who, you know, guys are looking at now like, uh, was it the right decision to take to it? <laughs> but I, I, I do kind of look at this and I try to see the big picture of things and just the rush on developing these guys from, uh, from college to the NFL, you know, you're, you're looking at a lot of these college quarterbacks and most of them, they're not huddling up. They're not calling plays mm -hmm. in the huddle. Most of them are looking to the sideline at these big, you know, play sheets or hand signals. And sure. they don't even have to communicate to guys in the huddle. They don't have to look their players in the eyes before, you know, going into battle. And also they do the check with me thing where they look to the sideline and make sure, Hey coach, am I in the right, uh, right. you know, play call, you know, <laughs> Is there anything I need to be aware of? They've taken so much off of quarterbacks, uh, just their plate. And then these guys get into the NFL, and now it's just like, oh, no, you need to learn all this stuff. And it's not like the old days where guys got to sit and develop. Now you got you have to know these things 
now. You have to play well now. And everything is it's kind of like a, a microwave era where if you're not hitting the ground running, they're going to be looking to potentially be replacing you, especially if it doesn't look amazing. So you look at a guy like Tua and mm-hmm. his situation, and, you know, it was a little up and down his rookie year with Fitzpatrick there where sometimes he would start, sometimes he wouldn't start, or they would bring in Fitzpatrick to close out games. How does that hurt a guy's development? And I think even more so their confidence as well. I think that's really the key to tell you the truth is I had a a quarterback coach friend of mine who puts it uh, that in the last 10 years, they decided not to like rush guys to be able to ride the bike by themselves. They've been in a rush to put like eight sets of training wheels on college quarterbacks. And then that what that does is it puts your confidence as that QB. It puts your confidence in the coordinator and the guy that you're checking with at the sideline. Right. Then all of a sudden you're tossed into the fire and it's, sink or swim right now and there's sharks in the water so i think the confidence is probably the number one aspect and that you have to take not only into account for like how he is in terms of confidence in his current position but how he's going to deal with adversity when he has a crisis of confidence because it's gonna come the way that the nfl works there's no way to truly be prepared unless you've been prepared in the style that the nfl plays all right now we've talked about kind of you know what's going to happen with deshaun watson this year in the offseason, you know, will the Dolphins potentially be looking to, you know, make a move for him and maybe get Tua up out of there? But if they stay with Tua, do you think that there's any possibility that they also look into one of these young guys coming out of college right now? Because, I mean, they are kind of scheduled to have a high draft pick. Mm-hmm. And if that is the case, I mean, how, how many opportunities would they have to maybe be able to address the quarterback at this high in the draft pick, because I I don't think that the Dolphins are going to be this bad forever. I do think, you know, things are going to get better there. I believe in Flores. I think he's a terrific head coach, but top pick might have an opportunity for a quarterback. Do you think they potentially pull the trigger and still try to move off of Tua, even if it's not for a guy like Deshaun Watson? For me, I I can't make that justification to the organization from within. In my mind, if if you want to go get a proven commodity at the NFL level like Deshaun Watson, I can understand making that change. I think Tua deserves more time. And if not, I think he deserves more weapons, more buildup. There are things you can do. You can get a few plays here and there. I, I think there's room for Waddle to improve. You can make that connection. I think that kind of familiarity will grow. But more weapons, better protection. Let's get a more dynamic. I like Gaskin, but let's get a more dynamic run game in there and protect him as well. Let's do all the things to build up Tua. And then if he can't perform, then maybe you wait a class or two till you have, I think, higher end prospects to maybe go get something. Now, real quick, let's talk about it on the other side of it, right? Because we've talked about it from the Dolphins' perspective, but also the Houston Texans who, I mean, if everything stands right now, they're going to have a really high draft pick. Mm -hmm. So are they going to be looking into one of these quarterbacks? Like, you know, we talked about Matt Corral. We talked about Malik Willis, uh, you know, the uh, Pickett. Uh, Mm -hmm. You got Carson Strong from Nevada, some of these guys. Or or are they going to be like, you know what? Yeah, we might move from Deshaun Watson. We're going to stick with our guy Davis Mills that we just drafted out of Stanford. Yeah, that's not happening. This, <laughs> no matter what happens, if you move on from Deshaun Watson, you have to hit the ground running if you're that organization or you're not going to have the same GM and the same coach going forward. 
You have to. If you're those two guys in particular, put all your cards in, and that means you go down to how he parts his hair on every quarterback in this draft, and you take the guy that you think gives you the best chance to win ball games in 2022, and that is it. That is all there is. Yeah, I think the best guy, and I don't want to speak for the Houston Texans, but man, there's something about Malik Willis, man. I just, I, I like the yeah. way he plays, and he, he has this Tyrod Taylor thing to him. And I think Tyrod Taylor, good quarterback, obviously not, you know, a top five guy. So we'll see if, if uh, Malik Willis, if he can kind of, you know, be intriguing. And I'm interested to see, especially when he starts to kind of dive into the draft process and, and really get down to the fine details of these guys and how the ball mm -hmm. comes out of his hands. Obviously, we see the athleticism put on full display, but he is playing that liberty. How would that kind of take into effect? with everything that's going on at the quarterback position. But I also want to get into the cornerback position. And what's that like tra uh, translating over to the NFL? There's a rookie cornerback that was just traded from the Denver Broncos to the Eagles. We're going to get into all that and more when we get right back here. Hey, Locked On NFL Draft fans, it's your host, Eric Crocker. I'm here with an incredible app. Everyone who drives, which I know is most of you guys, needs to know about, all right, because – this is going to save you a lot of money on gas. It's called Get Upside. My listeners right now are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the Get Upside app right now in Google Play, Apple Store, wherever you download your apps and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right. And get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. All right. Don't pay full price at a pump ever again, especially with how outrageous gas prices are right now. Get your cash back by using GetUpside. Just download the app for free, use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and get up to 50 cents back per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot more, especially more than me, I live in a small town, so I don't drive as much, but even then, I still save money on filling up. You guys that drive a ton, some people are making back up to two, three hundred dollars cash back and it's really simple to cash cash out you just you can use your bank account paypal and e-gift card amazon whatever it is all right but to do this you have to download the free get upside app and use promo code touchdown get 50 cent back on your first full tank all right that's called touchdown go to that right now all right ryan you got carrie vincent jr rookie out of lsu traded from the Denver Broncos to the Philadelphia Eagles. When, when you hear that, right, when you hear a cornerback, rookie, traded halfway through his rookie season, what's one of the first things that kind of comes to mind for you? It is what happened in that half a season. It's pretty rare to see somebody trade out a rookie. I think that, that what that tells you, A, is they did a very good job, especially with, with Fangio being the coach, of developing their secondary, getting great depth. We've seen them perform at a pretty high level so far. I think Sertan is, is certainly the player that they they thought he was and, and even more so that I thought he was. And I think what you found is there was a lot of rumor pre-draft uh, deadline trade deadline that Kyle Fuller could be the guy that they're trying to shop, right? But that's a veteran. That's a guy with a lot more mileage, and you have to try to get your return on that, right? So you, ha you have this plethora of talent at the position that you need to get something out of if you're George Payton and you're looking at 
rebuilding your entire franchise with some of the picks that you got from Vaughn Miller that was just recent as well. You want to make the most of that. And so when it comes down to it, if you feel like what you have there, you can't get the value from Fuller, you got to go for something else. I think it's an opportunity for Vincent to tell you the truth because stuck on that group, fighting for playing time in, in a room that I don't think has a lot of leeway for him. I think this is a plus for him. And I think it also tells you that when they do part from Fuller, the Broncos are still going to be looking for talent in the secondary. Yeah, you know, I'm always curious when I see a young guy traded, especially at the you know defensive back position, because everybody's looking for guys that can cover, right? Everybody wants that cover guy. I think it was, who was it, the, the, the rookie? Uh, Sean Wade at Ohio mm-hmm. State, right? You know, he was traded early on. And there are a lot of people like, oh man, why why is nobody, you know, oh the Patriots, they got on me. And I'm and I'm thinking, like, man, Baltimore, like, yeah, they have some good secondary pieces, but are they really moving off of a guy this early, like just through training camp that they really like? Because oh, we just don't have space for him. Maybe that was the case with uh Denver. I'm not sure about for Sean Wade, but I want to talk a little bit about kind of the transition into the NFL, especially for somebody like Kerry Vincent, who was kind of like, he was kind of like this hybrid between like kind of like a safety, but a nickel Mm -hmm. type guy. And he played like purely slot at LSU. The one thing with LSU and a lot of other schools in the SEC is you get a chance to really see somebody's coverage skills. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm looking for. Like uh, zone coverage. I I could teach that. Right. Like Josh, uh, Josh Jackson. He came out a few years ago uh, from was Iowa Hawkeyes. And, Everybody was just so enamored with his zone ability. And it's like, yeah, okay, good zone eyes, tremendous high interceptions in the year. But I could teach zone eyes. I can't teach pure man skills. And when watching Kerry Vincent, he was a guy who I thought he possessed really good feet. I thought his speed was good, you know, twitchiness. And when I say really good, I mean just, you know, comparable to the other guys in the class and, and coming out, his athleticism was really good. There were a lot of things that really like about his game. I watched him against uh, Oklahoma. I thought he did a good job against guys like C.D. Lamb. Played mm-hmm. well in space. They challenged himself well from off coverage from that standpoint with his feet and the change of direction. But then you go into the NFL, and there is a big difference between playing just cornerback in general in, uh, from college to the NFL, but let alone slot. All right? Mm-hmm. One of the bigger things is in college football, Guys just they just line up and play. There's not a whole lot of motion. There's not a whole lot of movement. Uh, you know, you got to check with me. Guys just standing there. They might tighten down their alignment, but overall, they just kind of line up and they go play. Uh, when you are in the NFL, I mean, this guy might motion, this guy might motion. And I think what people don't understand, just from that standpoint, every time a guy motions, your responsibility on, on defense is changing. All right. So if I'm a, you know, uh uh, fire zone, cover three corner on the left side, and I have two to my side, but then one motions across, my responsibility changes, right? Mm-hmm. Then it also can change based on the splits, based on the alignment, those type of things. And then, uh, you know, are they going to emotional running back into my area? How many backs do I have to my side? All those things you have to start to account for. So already it's tougher than college because college, you know, they just line up cover four, their quarters or their man. NFL, they make it diff- difficult from that standpoint, but it's even more difficult when you're a nickel guy like Kerry uh, uh, Vincent because mm-hmm. now I'm playing in space, all right? 
one, I have to understand my relationship with the linebackers. I have to understand my relationship with the cornerbacks. I have to uh, understand my relationship with the safeties. I have to understand my run fits a lot more. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, now teams have fullbacks pulling at them. 49ers, they use a fullback. You know, you have Kyle Juszczyk pulling around that edge on you. You have to understand now, are you blitzing? So there's just so much. And it's curious to see. I'm curious to see or know why a guy like Kerry Vincent is trading and was he not grasping some of this? Uh, was some of this a little bit too much for him? Was his head spinning or was he not able to get the reps because guys ahead of him? I remember my time in the NFL, you know, the first ring would get five reps, second string, five reps, first team, five reps again, second team, five reps. And then, Oh, third string, Eric Crocker, go ahead. You get three reps. You know, it's, right? like, man, <laughs> it's hard to, you know, continue to improve. So I wonder if he had a, a uh, you know, a legit opportunity to really show what he had. And you kind of alluded to that, but just overall, just a very interesting trade. And I'm seeing some guys kind of struggle with that transition to the NFL. Let, let me ask you something from your personal experience and your point of view. For me, when I watch the difference between corners and nickels, I think feet are important, but I feel like you can get away with tighter hips on the outside than you can at the slot because of how much movement you have to deal with. Is it just maybe a hip issue with him? Oh, that that definitely could be something. You know, I I, I thought he was fluid enough. Um, mm -hmm. You know, was he the twitchiest of guys, even in the nickel? I, I didn't think so, but I thought he was really explosive, and I think that can make up a little bit for some tightness. Now, again, you're going to be challenged from that standpoint, especially in the NFL. You have really quick, twitchy slot receivers, yeah. but I did not think that that was something that would be a, an issue for him at the next level. Well, let's hope that a uh, new home will get him on the right track. I, I had him uh, as one of my favorites there as a as a project type guy that wasn't, you know, a top 100 pick in, in my eyes, but somebody that I thought could grow into a significant role. So cross our fingers for him. Yep. All right. Now, got another trade that went down and impacted one, the Kansas City Chiefs, and maybe their draft and their outlook on that. We'll get into that and more when we get back. All right, guys, we are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online, man, it remains your number one spot for all your basketball and football actions this season. Head over right now to the updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. How do you do this? When you sign up, just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason. You got the World Series going on right now, NHL, boxing, UFC right now, and your favorite Vegas casino games. You can also play on that using the app. So don't wait to take advantage of this amazing offer. It's in, it's available throughout the 2021 season. So Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's Bet Online. Where the game starts. What's up, Locked On NFL Draft fans? If you haven't already, you guys have to try the Built Bar right now. You are missing out if you have not. They say it's a protein bar, but, I mean, it tastes much better than that. If you have to try one of these amazing bars for yourself to believe it. Most protein bars, they're like chalky and waxy. and I mean, they're just plain hard to really just eat down real quick. A Built Bar is soft and covered with 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're tasting something different that you've never had before. It is an amazing experience, one that you will definitely enjoy. And in fact, 
you'd swear it's a candy bar that you're eating. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and most importantly, high in protein. All the healthy benefits on top of just being really, really good. And they have a ton of really good flavors. You know, my wife, she really loves the salted caramel. That's my favorite as well. My kids, they love the double chocolate. My daughter loves the cherry barcia. And they have mint brownie. They have raspberry. All these flavors. All right. So this month, Bill Bar is coming out with a new limited flavor every three to four days. So check their website and check back often. You don't want to miss out on this offer. What do you do? You go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Ryan, host of Locked On (laughs) NFL Chiefs. The Chiefs, they trade away a six-round pick to the Steelers for Melvin Ingram. So I'm going to look – I want to – I want you to talk about this from both sides. One, what does that do for the defense? And then two, losing the draft pick in a time when, you know, the Chiefs are trying to get a little bit cheaper. You're paying a lot of money to guys like Tariq Hill, to Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, to Travis Kelsey. Six-round pick might not be much, but how does that potentially kind of hurt the, you know, just drafting and developing guys down the line? So first, just what does it mean for you guys uh, bringing in a guy like Melvin Ingram? Well, the the impact, as long as he can play, is fairly significant because they've been struggling. They even had Chris Jones, uh, an excellent defensive tackle, playing end this year because they didn't have enough bodies. They've got some, some, I would call, base ends, uh, guys that can play the run pretty well, that can provide some some bull rush and crush a pocket and be there as a secondary if uh, the other edge rusher can flush a quarterback or something like that, but they don't have anybody specifically that is an edge rusher to pair with Frank Clark. Now, Frank Clark's been struggling as well, so you're not getting any pinch off the edges, and you're trying to get there with these tackles. Now you have the ability to move Chris Jones back into tackle. You have Jaron Reed, who's starting to show up a little bit more in the pass rush. Now you have Frank Clark, who got the most pressures of this season last night in that ball game you put it all together now you have four guys that working together can actually dictate where you have to put the double team and I think that that's going to help it the problem is all these guys are on tight contracts one years or one that isn't going to get extended and so what this does is give them a glimpse of what their future has to be but it doubles down on the fact that they have to be on the edge rush class in this coming draft what are the you know just the overall thoughts of Kansas City right now. I mean, I watched the game, Monday Night Football against the, uh, gosh, I don't know why I was going to say Denver Broncos, but uh, New York Giants. And something's not quite clicking. No. You know, could could they, is it, it, did they, did they miss something? Like maybe with drafting guys and, you know, Juan Thornhill, I don't see him out there making the impact plays. Uh, what exactly is kind of going on? especially on the offensive side of the ball, that's really been, you know, their bread and butter. You know, a guy like Miko Hardman, he's definitely not as involved as I would have thought, especially for a speedster. Is he having trouble potentially kind of getting open against certain type of coverages? Everything seems so predicated on Travis Kelsey getting off or Tyreek Hill. It really is. It's about communication. For McColl, he's had trouble 
making the adjustment. Only played two years uh, at Georgia at the wide receiver spot, right? So it's continual evolution for him. It's been a little bit of trouble with a lot of the options that they like to give him, the sight reads that he has to make adjustments to. So it has been a lot of the jet sweep action, um, a lot of drags, a lot of easy overs that aren't too deep. And I, I actually, in terms of his route running and being where Mahomes needs him to be, I think he's made some strides this season. He certainly has begun to run harder when he does get the ball in his hand. You saw that a little bit against the Giants. The problem is, is they've had journeymen over at the X. And so what you even saw it with the Giants last night is they're able to double both Kelsey and Hill and try to make someone else hurt you. And what we see different this year is that the two high safety looks in particular are forcing Mahomes to come down to check downs that he doesn't really want to do. He's fighting instincts. His instinct is to look deep and work back to the line of scrimmage. And he is generally looking for Hill and Kelsey first. And so it's been an evolution, and it hasn't been good. Couple that with the fact that they've replaced the entire offensive line. All five are brand-new starters this season. Um, it has not gone as well as they helped. But what they have been able to do is piece some things together on the defense. Thornhill in particular, you, you mentioned, he was the number one safety in my draft class. Particularly, he looked like it his rookie year that he blows out his knee. He's been had a rough road in recovery ever since then. He's playing good snaps now, but like you said, he's not making dynamic plays. He's not taking the ball away. The Jerry Steen was a fourth-round pick. Kudos to, the, to that scouting department because they picked him out. When I was scouting Mick Robertson is where I saw him on tape. It took that long, but those are few and far between. You don't have the horses. And so I think, again, that's another position that this team needs to be very interested in this coming draft because I think you have some versatility in the corner group, and I think you have some guys that will be able to step in and play as young players. Like you said, they need a lot of youth. Man, Juan Thornhill, that was probably really my favorite defensive back from that yeah. entire class. Not just safety, but defensive back. I thought, you know, when you watch his film at Virginia, just – the versatility of him, the playmaking ability. We talked about me. That that's why I'm so surprised that he's not having those impact plays for Kansas City because I mean he had like six interceptions uh his last year there, had a bunch of interceptions throughout his career at Virginia. He was so versatile as a guy who can play, you know, two high safety, single high safety, he come down playing a slot. Man, yep. he play at the linebacker position, get in on tackles. I mean, he could play outside, I'm pretty sure, if you wanted him to. And then how he tested just through the roof, uh, crazy vertical, for, uh, 40 time was tr terrific. That's a guy I'm really surprised that, you know, it hasn't gone better than what we've seen so far. But like you said, you know, it could potentially be because of the, the knee injury and not just not fully recovering from that. And sometimes with those knee injuries, man, you just – you don't know. And, 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 and it sucks to – see a prospect go through that early in his career and yeah. and uh, have to you know deal with that kind of adversity. I think he'll rebound, though, though. He seems to be starting to trust it a little bit more. And a lot of guys say that it's like the year after the ACL repair that you really start to feel back to normal. So I, I think it might be a slow development for him, but I still think he's going to get there. He'll be a second contract guy in Kansas City. Yeah, man. And we'll, we'll, we'll keep tabs on guys like Juan Thornhill and much more going on around the league. Some of these trades and how they impacted the draft. We'll get into some more prospects as well. But tomorrow, we'll be having our guy, Rob Rangon. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that and more right here on Locked On NFL Draft.